Sessions. Welcome to Hearthaholics, a Hearthstone podcast. We are actually only the number three Hearthstone podcast in the world, as uh, judged by everyone in the world with good opinions. So unfortunately, we are continuing to slip. Um, by the way, for people who haven't, uh, who want to be like number crunchers or something, we those stats aren't actually based on anything. We just don't want to let anyone know that yet. I am your host, Brian, and joining me today are my cohorts, Andres and Billy. How are you doing, Billy? I am doing excellent. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunate news there that we are declining. I know. It's very depressing. I know. I was staring at my calculator all day, and it's just the realities. I think we're going to have to call it quits. It's kind of like my rank, just slowly declining. (laughs) You know, I really, that was an impressive tying it back into Hearthstone. You know who else is impressive and tied to Hearthstone is Andres. Hello, Andres. How are you doing? Hey, Brian. How's it going? Pretty good. I'm pretty uh, happy with my segues so far. So you know, I I like looking things at the, from the bright side, and <laughs> as long as we keep the consistency, just dropping one rank per episode, I'm fine with that. You know, that's pretty good. I'm kind of just waiting for us to get on a win streak, though. <laughs> we'll we'll work on it. Speaking of win streaks, Billy, uh-huh. how how's your uh, Hearthstone life been since the release of Blackrock Spire? <laughs> well. Uh, I, I, I'm, I've been really boring. All these new decks came out and people have been trying new stuff, but I'm just over here playing yep. OTK Warrior. You know, I don't so. think anyone who plays OTK Warrior can necessarily be called boring. Wait, when right, you say OTK enough. Warrior, do you mean like the Math Warrior type of style or like the new Grim Patron kind of thing? No, 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 no. It's with Raging Wargan, Inner Rage, Inner Rage, Rampage, Rampage, Charge. Oh, okay, okay. Um, which works really well with Emperor Thorson and stuff like that. I actually oh, went I from imagine. rank 14 to rank 8 without losing, so... Win streaks! Nice. Yeah, right? Was, Huzzah! And then I took a loss to, to something. I forget what it was. It was some, I think it was the Grim Patron War here, actually. Yeah, but, uh, that thing is... Uh, it's that's been all over the place. Yeah, that deck has been becoming pretty popular. So my only experience with the Grim Patron Warrior, like playing it pretty much, has been at one of the game nights we do. Uh, I tried to play it having never played it before and just embarrassed myself horribly. <laughs> so I don't know if I should, uh, I don't know, that deck hasn't been good, too good to me so far. It's not the hardest deck to play, but it's a deck that um, it gets progressively harder as the game goes on. The, your first right. few turns are pretty simple, kind of like the traditional control warrior. You're looking for a fiery war axe mm-hmm. and um, acolyte of pain. Your your small drops pretty much Uh but then, as the game goes on, your options like multiply by a ton. Especially if you draw if you draw a Tharsan, and then mm-hmm. you start drawing all your combo cards. Because at least the newest version of that deck has a ton of draw. Um, you basically draw almost through your entire deck in a match. So by the end, you have a huge hand, which is then discounted by Tharsan. So you have these amazing turns you can do, which sometimes end up roping and creating millions of patrons and stuff like that <laughs> yes i'm pretty positive i roped and made like three misplays on one of the plays so it does get a little bit intense later on especially when you're trying to talk to like eight different people while it's happening yeah but i just i don't think i'm very good at playing otk decks in general because i'm just so much of a control player i'm like what what is the end game here i'm not controlling the board Although i'm just kind of like 
That deck is yeah. is a little weird. I wouldn't call it an OTK type of no, thing. No, I was more referring to Billy's there, but yeah. Yeah, it's more like a combo, and then it just... It's like a swingy deck. It's just looking for that mm-hmm. one turn where it just swings things in their favor and like leaves you in a completely vulnerable spot. Um, you right. have to be so careful with your patron in that they can only use it like very strategically uh, in order to gain the board. But it can be awesome against decks like Paladin, right. which have almost no way of coming back after the patron has taken over the board. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, I was playing Paladin against it earlier, and I kept um, following the rules on a bunch of what are they called the berserking troll guys? Yeah, Fothing berserkers. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. Um, the annoying thing about them though is it's like your attack is one. Wait, how did it become seven again? It's oh like, yeah, those guys don't like their attack power again. Exactly. So it's <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, but I've just been happy to see that the Grim Patron hasn't just been a fun but bad card like it's seeing play, which is pretty neat. I think it's one of been a very surprising card. I think most people that saw the card uh, kind of misjudged it and yep. said that it Wait was a minute. Not- Andres, are you telling me people saw Hearthstone cards and thought incorrect things about them? <laughs> that seems very unlikely. Before, before realizing all the facts, yes. actually, Everyone's did. playing Lava Shock, right? <laughs> Yeah, all right, Lava Billy. Shock <laughs> I just find it hilarious. Everyone's like, Grim Patron will get run. Lava Shock's awesome. It's like the opposite. It's yeah. really weird. Yeah. I'd like to point out that I called, well, I didn't necessarily call the Lava Shock thing, but I definitely called the Grim Patron thing. Did you? I, well, I, I didn't necessarily. I, need to, we, I, I, I had very strong opinions about that card and because yes. everyone, was, uh, everyone was hating on him, but I believed it. I him. love Grim Patron. It's awesome. But Billy, tell us, uh, how's that uh, OTK Warrior deck been treating you? Like, I know you've been doing well with it, but like, what do you like about it? Tell me, like, sell me on why I should play this deck. Well, number one, a lot of people, when they initially see you playing this deck, they assume that it's the Grim Patron Warrior, which is nice because they play in a certain mm-hmm. way that sets your brawl up perfectly. <laughs> like, a lot of the time, they'll, they'll play minions. I don't know why everyone kind of keeps this this mind process when playing against the Grim Patron Warrior because it doesn't really make much sense to me. But a lot of people, they just try to shove minions out really quickly. And then mm. when they do that, I'm just like, okay, roll. Um, <laughs> and and, and it's, it's awesome because they, they hold on to their AoE and stuff, so they're wasting cards in their hand because they think Grim Patron's coming. Uh, also, it, it's very easy to survive 10 turns. Like, it, it doesn't sound very easily. Like, even against Hunter, I survive 10 turns. And usually if you well, can you're survive... Well, you're Warrior... Yeah, Warrior yeah, Bro because has the you've, best you've got stuff like shield block and anti kill button stuff like that, and usually by then you'll have the the full combo, if if not the full combo, at least the majority of the combo. And a lot of the time you don't even need to survive until turn ten because you have stuff like Emperor Thurston, which can cut that combo a little bit mm-hmm. shorter. Okay, um, so is basically every game you're winning by hitting them with the combo? Or are you ever just winning by you know? stuff happening throughout the game wherein you're dealing damage and so on? Um, or is it I've had, always... I've had certain games where my opening draw was very poor, and yeah, the only way to win games where your combo doesn't pop up is you decide from the very beginning that you're not going to win with combo mm-hmm. because the, the way you play from there is you just use all your weapons on face. Which sounds a little bit ridiculous, <laughs> but it's so that you can pull the combo off without the Raging Worgen. Um, for instance, oh. you can charge an Acolyte of Pain, which sounds really bad. But, you know, it, if you use all the combo cards on him, it's still a bunch of damage. Um, it, yeah. granted, it's half of the damage you can get from, from Raging Worgen, even way less than half. 
Um, sorry, way more than half. Um, but it's it's still a way of finishing the opponent after using weapons on his face. So if they're low enough, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah for instance, against Hunter, also, like, I always yeah. use my weapon on face, despite the the guys on the board. Um, mm. I kind of just control them with stuff like Cool Taskmaster because the three damage to the face sets up the combo a lot earlier than turn ten, right. and you want to get the combo off against Hunter as early as possible. Hmm. Yeah, I think I just I'm really bad at the mindset of combo decks because I'm always just thinking about like the current board state and all of that, and I'm not good at thinking like I just need to get to this point and then I win. I'm always just too paranoid about you know playing the game out. Yeah, you're more of a control game. player. I feel. Yeah, much, for sure. I I really enjoy combo decks. It's my favorite yeah. thing in card games because it's just pulling off that that combo. It's so exciting. <laughs> it's it's so like this little high every time you do it. I think I've yeah. just never been good at it, so I've never really stuck with it. I should give it more of a chance, though. It, it is pretty darn cool that they're viable as well. I find that interesting. Brian's a little more controlly. You you're the type of player that likes. Um, always having control of the board and kind of being in control of the situation. Billy mm-hmm. is more of the crazy combo player guy, and I'm mm-hmm. more of the aggressive dick that always kind of asks the questions and lets the other yeah. person kind of figure it out. That's my preferred style of deck. I rem- so yeah, it's I remember that was cool. one of our like very first conversations is you played a lot of uh, Handlock and I played a lot of Control Warrior. That's kind of like the difference in our play styles right there. Yeah, it's cool to see that. that it's, uh, everyone has a little different play style. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, except people who play Face Hunter. They're they're all the same. <laughs> That's a playstyle too. I know. <laughs> no, it's not. No, I really don't mind Face Hunter out there. I've never been one who's been like horribly burned on it. Um, but I understand some of the frustrations. So Billy, with your with your OTK deck, like would it be weak against the Grim Patron deck or any warrior deck just because they armor out of it? Yeah, Warrior is like the yeah. the number one scariest matchup for any burst deck the only one that really stands a chance against a warrior in was that it didn't last very long but the deck that um tried to conceal archmage antonitis and then like <laughs> sorcerer's apprentice sorcerer's apprentice echo of oh, the that infinite Did that last beyond thing? you playing it um no, no no there was a there was a couple people that tried that before okay before and after me um gotcha you're talking about but the infinite it's just like the deck, only right? it's yes. like the only deck the only OTK deck in the game which can beat Warrior because Warrior being able to go beyond 30 health is makes OTK irrelevant. So the thing is like even if an OTK deck becomes popular and becomes like really really good the then Warrior just becomes good again because you it's just one, yeah you can just go beyond so many health. I so think OTK also. is hard against a lot of the bosses um, in you oh, know, yeah, Wings. Yeah. Because it's like, oh shoot, he has like 60 health. This is going to be really <laughs> difficult. Oh yeah, OTK decks are probably the worst for that type of thing. Because you know, a lot of times your immediate reaction is like, if I can just you know control his um, like freeze mage or something, if I can just you know control the minions he puts out because he has all these super powerful minions to make him overcommit to the board, then I can kill him with damage. And it's like, oh wait, no, I need way more damage than freeze mage can typically put out. So... It's going to be a little bit of a problem. So yeah, Andres, what have you been up to since uh, since Black Rock Spire? So past few episodes, I told you that I've been trying to stay on top of my heroics and do them as soon as they come out. Yes, sir. I remember this. But this week I was a little bad and I did not follow through, as I said. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Hasn't. 
just because <laughs> just, just because this week there's already like enough cards out of uh, Black Rock Mountain where the ladder has actually changed quite a bit and there's mm. been enough experimentation where um, some new decks are starting to spark up and pretty much the only thing that we're missing now is the bulk of the dragons and a few other cards. So That's there's enough point. to like experiment and stuff. So I was playing more of the ladder. There are some really cool decks out there right now. Um, there's that new demon lock that is just all demons with imp gang boss, and they even use um, the the little imps, the one cost three two. What's the name of that guy? Oh, flame imps. Yeah, the flame imps. I don't yeah. know. Why I forgot that. Um, pretty much all the demons, and even pain uh, of doom is in there. Yes. So it's a really cool deck. I've been playing around with that. The new patron deck is awesome. It's definitely making more of a splash than people anticipated. Mm-hmm. And now there's that kind of like halfway through Dragon Paladin that is looks very promising. Right. The Dragadin, as I heartily support calling it. Dragadin, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that everyone. I'm like, yes, this, this needs to be a thing. Because every, okay, so every Warlock deck has to be something lock. Every Paladin deck has to be something Adin, you know, Shockadin. Dragadin, um, <laughs> etc. Leroyadin. I don't think that was ever a thing, actually. But it should have been. Uh, but yeah, that patron deck has been really interesting. I faced Vincent, our mutual friend here, who we've all played Hearthstone with before, and probably lost to before. Um, yes. He, <laughs> he played the, the patron deck against me, and I was playing the Dragadin Paladin deck, and it was actually going pretty well for me and I thought I had it, and I healed up to like 26 or 28 life, and he killed me the next turn. <laughs> and wow. I was going to have lethal the turn after that. Yeah, just that like, How did can you... definitely do that. What did, What even happened? I was actually I mean... playing against him too. I uh, I started playing with a grinder mage that I saw Strife Group a what? trying out. A grinder mage. Do explain. I have no idea what that is. It's, it's a deck that was around a little bit while GVG uh, was was first out and okay. kind of like fell out of the meta. And nobody really like tried it again, but like mm-hmm. some people were trying to bring it back. I think uh, Powder was playing with something like that or Orange. And then Strike Pro was, was trying a version of it. It's basically a mage deck that just tries to gain as much value as it can from its cards and just win like the attrition war. You basically grind out your opponent of options. It's a very slow deck. It's kind of a control deck, but it's very minion-centric. And it uses Echo of Mediv and Duplicate to um. keep refilling your hand. So you cannot duplicate like Healbots or Black Knights. I'm or sorry? Is, this a different, is this Flood Mage or is this a different mage? What do you mean by Flood Mage? Uh, Reyna had made a deck at the end of GVG called Flood Mage, and I'm not sure if it's the same deck, but it kind of falls underneath the same principle. Uh, is it a it deck of win- just all water elementals? Mm, I don't think his actually ran... No, I think it did. Um, okay. I-, I think I'm talking about two different decks here. Sorry, I apologize. Yeah. But it-, it was kind of focused no, no, on no, early no. game with stuff like Mirror Image and and, and uh, Mana mm-hmm. Worm, and then in the late game, your play was Echo of Medivh, your entire like massive board, and the idea is that you're flooding oh, your I opponent. See. Yeah, this one is not a deck that takes over the board, but it's more of a deck that can have a lot of tools in its belt. For example, you got like one Owl, one Big Game Hunter, one Sylvanas, some people put in one Black Knight, you have one Ragnaros, and pretty much you like pick and choose depending on the matchup. So if you're facing against the Handlock, you might want to duplicate your big game hunter. So you set up a duplicate and then big game hunter, or you make sure that you echo of mid that big game hunter so you keep gaining like more tools against it. 
Or if you're playing against um, a warrior or a big control deck, you might want to duplicate your Sylvanas. If you're playing against an aggressive deck, you duplicate your Belcher and so on. So basically, it's a deck that has all the options available to it and then has ways of making a ton of copies of these options and just grinds out the opponent like that. You can heal by a ton. You have a ton. You also use the Ice Barrier, so you kind of protect yourself mm. that way. Um, Does it... Uh, is there anything from Blackrock Spire being used for this, or was it just people are bringing it back now because they just kind of see an opening for the There is nothing from Blackrock Spire in this deck, no. Okay. At least not yet. Maybe once the new uh, Mage card comes out, that guy that every mm. time he casts a spell... Oh Although yeah, I would I wouldn't really see that guy in this deck either. Yeah, this deck is pretty much GVG based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like kind of a horrifying deck to to have to try to like get through ladder. Yeah, um, no, it's a really hard deck to play. My my point was that I played against Vincent and he was trying all his new decks out, the Patron Warrior yep. and the Warlock, and I got my ass kicked so bad that I was like, okay, I'm putting this deck aside. I don't, <laughs> don't want to play it anymore. <laughs> oh, don't blame the deck. You're facing Vincent. That's always a scary proposition. No, yeah, he's a really good player for sure. Yeah, pretty much every time. He's always just like, I have such a bad draw, and then beats me, and I'm like, what? What do you do with a good draw? <laughs> 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 but yeah, he's he said he, when I faced him, he was going like 11-1 with that patron deck. Nice. Um, yeah, that patron deck is really really cool. So I was impressed. I I would need to play more of that deck because I I think it's kind of fascinating. It just seems like a lot of fun to play. So that seems pretty cool. So have you been jumping on like the ladder or mostly facing friends with your decks, Andres? I did do a little bit of ladder uh, just because I haven't done so much in the beginning of the month because I was doing heroics mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I want to try the ladder this week. Um, still pretty aggressive. I see a lot of hunters. Mage is very popular. Druid for sure. And then the occasional uh, Dragonadin or Dragadin. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to call it dragon. Then it sounds like a paladin with some like sexual personality problems <laughs> or something. I thought of that too earlier. <laughs> I like that. You know, dragon. It's, it's nice. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and obviously the Grim Patron Warrior. There's a lot of people playing that deck. It's almost. It's always also the flavor of the month, right? At least for now. Uh, which one? The Grim Patron deck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It really seems to be like it's the deck by far from my limited experience with post black rock decks that seems to have like taken off. I don't see, you know, resurrect priest or any of those. It's yeah. It's definitely the novelty right stable. now. It's like the cool kid just came to town and everyone wants to, you know, you, you might even out with say him. everyone get in there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There you go. Yeah. So people are, are big fans of that deck for sure. It's the shiny new thing. Billy, have you even like tried any black rock decks yet? Oh, I'm hurt. Um, I've played a bunch. Uh, okay. First, let me go look at my deck collection here. Sorry, it's going to take a moment. Uh, as of right. right now, my decks are Priest, which is a Resurrect Priest. I have is that good? Su- uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's kind of... It's iffy. That's a way to dodge the question of, is that good? <laughs> it's iffy. I feel like it still needs a couple cards. I tried Dragon right. Priest, which wasn't very effective, obviously, oh. because... Zombie Chow's better than uh, the Whelp that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying Zoo, which was fairly effective um, with Imp Gang Boss. Uh, mm-hmm. I've tried a new Druid deck that I made, which focuses on um, kind of the same play style as Zoo. 
and then mm-hmm. finishes you out with stuff like Volcanic Lumbra and Druid of the Fang. Uh, it Ooh. actually works pretty well. I've I've been really yeah. Enjoying I actually that deck. played you played you against that deck, and I thought it was pretty cool with the Druids of the Fang. You can gain a lot of tempo real fast with that deck. Yeah, uh, and then I've also been playing the list that Brian Kibler put out for Dragon Paladin, which I've been calling Dragoon. Um, oh, you mean Dragadin? <laughs> yeah, Dragadin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I played a little bit of the Grim Patron Warrior, but to be honest, I don't really like it. Um, and then I've been also playing a little bit of Shaman, which uh, does not run Lava Shock. Sometimes, sometimes Billy, you seem like a the Hearthstone hipster because you're just like everyone's hating on Grim Patron. It's a great card. Everyone starts loving Grim Patron. I don't like the Grim Patron deck. You know, <laughs> I like the I like the Grim Patron card. I don't like the yes. deck that it's in. It doesn't. Gotcha. I, I don't know. I, I understand that it's effective. I just don't enjoy the play style. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, how would you say the playstyle that like differs from your OTK warrior, like in a way that makes you well, stop enjoying with it? With OTK warrior, I get to sit back for ten turns and then kill the opponent in one turn. Um, yeah. <laughs> with Grim with Patron, Patron warrior, I'll tell you, I'm being completely honest. I still don't even know how to play that deck. Every time I play, I it, I'm like, it's I, a, I don't, it's a weird what deck am I to meant play. to? I I meant what I'm. What are, I don't know. Uh, I got all these like, cards. It seemed like Vincent with them. was using his frothing berserkers to like bait out my removal early on by like hiding them behind taunts and stuff, and then uh-huh. doing damage with those throughout the game. I don't know if that was like the way to play it or because he had a terrible draw, but that's how he beat me. Um, it was really weird. I wasn't well, the Grim Patron sure list that I'm running, which I forget who this was from, so I apologize whoever made this list. Um, the only taunt it runs is Unstable Ghoul, and it only runs one of them. Yeah, I think he was running one or two unstable ghouls. He was also running the pirate taunt. Um, what the oh, yeah, yeah, the 3-3 three, three three. taunt that gets oh, cheaper Dread depending on your Corsair. weapon attack. Wow. Yes. Yeah. It did work for him. I saw a lot of people running that too, and they do it against Hunter and Fast Aggro um, mm-hmm. because they can play it in the same turn that they play a weapon. So it's a huge yes. tempo gain, and it really screws over a Hunter, a face Hunter or... A zoo deck. Yeah, if you're going second on like turn two, you could equip a fiery war axe coin and then throw the pirate out. Right? Yeah, or you can even do death spite and then throw it out for free. Right, and for people who forgot about this card, I mean, how could you forget about this card? You see it in like every tournament, but it is a four cost, three attack, three health pirate that has taunt. So, and it gets uh, one less cost for every attack of your weapon. So, I guess if you have Gorehal, it'll give you three mana when you play it. Or, or that's not actually true. That would be no, great. That would be amazing. <laughs> Don't anyone go try that and then get really mad at me when they're like, <laughs> you could play, if, if that was the case, you could play Gorehow, Dread Corsair, and Sylvanas all in the same time. <laughs> oh, that would be crazy. I really like that idea. Blizzard should get on that. It's fun. That's a pretty good uh, setup. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I have mostly been, I've actually not been playing any ladder since the release i don't think maybe two games actually of ladder uh, when i was testing out dragon in um but i've been spending all of my time well a getting through the heroics on which took me way too long by the way that last one what's his name rind rind blackhand for all of us talking about how terrible rind blackhand is he's really hard to beat <laughs> really, <laughs> i still need to I give it a try any of my heroics to be honest i i mm. i feel so bad that i just forgot all of these battles did so, you beat all of them? Yeah. 
That's you how easy it was like for a, you. you. It wasn't even memorable. It just you did it in your I, sleep. I think it legitimately only took up like an hour. I don't remember any I of these. I feel really? even worse You gotta give me your decks because I haven't you... even done them. Okay, so I have a, a slight confession to make for Rinda Blackhand. I did end up getting some advice from the online communities of Hearthstone because I was stuck. I had seen that people were doing priests, so I was trying priests against them, and I just couldn't figure it out. It seemed like... I had a good idea of getting a lot of board clears in and getting, like, what's that taunter that gives them one of their cards? 2-8. Um, uh, it's There's no other card with those stats. What uh, the heck is it called? The, the Death Lord? The Death Lord. There you go. So really? There's the no Death other 2-8s? There aren't, are there? Oh, there's Blizzard, a two seven. Two eights. There's a 2-7, yeah. the Turtle. I feel confident the there aren't turtle. any other 2-8s, though. Damn. Um, Get on yeah. it, Blizzard. We want more 2-8s. Exactly. We also I don't know need why more eleven seventeen because why not? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I was doing that and running a lot of like healing and survival, and it was going okay. But here's what I forgot, and this is why I'm also bad with OTK decks. I didn't have a win condition. Like there wasn't anything in my deck that was killing him. It was just letting me die <laughs> slower. Just, you just put in stuff to basically not die. Basically, yeah. So I started. <laughs> I started fooling around with a win condition later on, which was like a. Uh, throwing out you know i'd get really hurt from him but then throw out molten giant molten giant taunt them up because he doesn't have any non-legendary minion removal yeah um so that seemed pretty good potentially but it was really hard to like get in the position to do that um Ooh, especially I like this guy now sorry without him having lethal on me then i read someone just saying uh divine spirits inner fire and i'm like oh right yeah do that on the two eight i did and then i did it and i beat it my first try i'm like oh what does his power do in the heroic version all right, so it still cycles uh, for two mana, and this he pretty much always does this on his first turn. He can spawn three two two dragons. Um, so basically, oh, first turn they have become three two twos. Two twos. Then he can spawn for two mana. He can get two two twos with taunt. Uh, for one mana, he can summon a five four, um, wow. and then for four mana, he can summon an eight eight. So. That's what he cycles through. And the other really dangerous thing, and I think he has this in the normal version as well, is he always in hand seems to have one or two one-cost cards that destroy legendary minions. Um, like that can destroy a target legendary minion. So you pretty much have to play without legendaries, or it needs to be something like Alex Strasser where you get all of your value out of the battle cry. Lothab um, is also good. Lo- oh, good point. Because yeah, Or uh, Sneeds, maybe? Uh, Sneeds could work. That's mm. a good point too. Although I, I guess so, it just, then it just pops both. out another legendary, which yeah, you can use another spell both. on. Yeah, you like I could see Blood Mage if you're running something where you need the spell power because you get the card draw back and you use up one of his cards, yep. like something like that. But yeah, I just didn't run any legendaries because you know the Divine Spirit thing. You throw out that two eight. He just doesn't have any hard removal. You get that thing up to like a twenty twenty. He just loses. So How it actually you... works incredibly well. Did did you first the gen? Uh, well, you said you beat all the uh, the heroics. Do you remember the general fight? General, I don't know how to pronounce that second word. It's the second boss in that wing. I oh, had wait, a not Drakasoth. Yeah, yeah, that guy, that guy. Drakasoth. Oh, was he the guy who everything cost one mana and you got capped? That yeah, was I have so a particularly cool. interesting story with this one. I uh, want to hear it. Go unless, ahead. Yeah. Well, I suppose it's not necessarily particularly uh, interesting because I net decked the whole thing uh, again this week. <laughs> Right, and I mean, this should be really obvious to people now, but if you're still trying to play these heroics, um, don't, you know, just skip through where we're talking about it here. You know, skip ahead a couple minutes because we're going to be telling you how to do it. If you want to do it on your own, you're going to be hearing what we did and it'll probably, you know, be the solution. So don't don't listen to the next couple minutes. Although I think the wing has been out 
enough time to where the mm -hmm. people who haven't done Some it people are wait probably just wanting to know how a lot to of do people it. wait until totally. all the wings are out and then they run through and beat the yeah. heroics that's what i did uh sorry that's not what i did that's what uh you know a bunch of my friends do um that's one that reason i do you account as well that's one reason I do heroics early. It's kind of like seeing a movie in theaters. You're not doing it so much just because you want to see it in theaters as you want to get insurance over it being spoiled, which is yeah. <laughs> one reason I like to do heroics right when they come out. Because, you know, I listen to enough Hearthstone podcasts and follow enough Hearthstone people on Twitter that I'm going to hear people trade their ideas of how they beat them. And it's yeah. going to, you know, yeah, it's spoil about to happen. it for me. So, so uh, with like the we're general, doing the right now. Um, what happened is because of his ability, he, he, uh, he plays one cost cards, of course. Um, yes. And that's a really annoying ability when he can play out, he can out tempo you because he's able to play two of them in one turn and you're only right. able to play one. Where this one strategy I found online was very interesting. General actually plays mind games. And if you mm -hmm. fill up your deck with 29 spells and your one creature is Major Domo Equitus, uh, oh he's going to mind games the Major Domo. You can then Shadow Word Death the uh, Major Domo and then double Mind Blast for game. That is oh. absolutely cool. That's so much cooler than the way I beat him. I even <laughs> kind of like the way I beat him, but that's so awesome. Uh, and by the way, if it's not obvious by now for people, when we say one cost cards, it makes every card of the game cost one mana, and you're capped at one mana crystal. He's capped at two mana crystals. So it's not like he's playing Elven Archer repeatedly. He's playing yeah, any no, card he, for, he for the reduces, cost of one. He reduces every single card to one mana, so he could play yeah. um, Mind Control for one. Totally, yeah, and so could you. And I had mind control in my deck for a while, and I was losing by the time I could play it anyway. So it was just like this isn't working. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's really neat. The way I ended up beating him was felt like cheesing him in a way. So what I did is I was running like a ton of taunts and that sort of thing as a druid, I believe it was, just because the druid has so many good like high cost minions. So it seemed like the best class to choose. Yeah. Um, and I just tossed down like an iron bark protector and then maybe like one other taunt and then tossed Kel'Thuzad behind it. And he had a board of like three different powerful minions and he just stopped attacking um, because he just didn't, he didn't know wanna, what to do. Yeah, he didn't want to throw his entire board. And in a couple of turns, I just smacked into his face and killed him. Wow, so nice. That, I really that wish... Stuff like that would get QA tested. You <laughs> well, to like be fair, I'm not ever sure he had a board that could have that could have removed my Kel'Thuzad when he attacked. But still, um, so what I would think, it have yeah, gained him? I think him? that they probably coded to where if they can kill the minion and Kel'Thuzad, they'll probably do the trade. But if they yeah. can't kill Kel'Thuzad, then it, they won't do the trade. And I think it would be too hard to go into every single specific situation where Kel'Thuzad yeah. could be with every single hand, so it just has to be that way. Right. I heard of other players doing this as well afterwards, though, so it seems to be a pretty consistent way to cheese him as well yeah, as the, uh, I, uh, the Major Domo. I feel like that has to be QA tested, and if, if that really becomes an issue in the fight, and for some reason um, Kel'Thuzad is just too big of an issue, give mm -hmm. him a card that deals with it. Like, <laughs> like the destroy legendary minion thing or yeah. something. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I think, it's... yeah, he has very little spells to play against you because he doesn't want to use up his turn doing spells. You know, he's got mind games, but he's all about getting minions on the board. Again, yeah. I'm not positive. He may have never had a trade that even a player would have made. It may have been like he would have traded two minions into the bark to die and then dealt like four damage to Kel'Thuzad. And then I would have gotten my iron bark yet back. But all I remember is he just got completely paralyzed. Um, with like three different minions on the board so it worked out pretty well um but yeah that that was an incredibly fun fight i i honestly remember almost nothing from the first fight the high lord omak 
Um, yeah, I, I he don't destroys a damaged either. enemy. I might have just done Face Hunter against him because I didn't care if he killed my minions. But I feel I switched from that and tried something else. I just don't. Yeah, remember. that's possibly what I did. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. So. I don't remember him at all, to be honest. But yeah, Rin Black hero Hand. Power, though. Yeah, Rin Black Hand was the uh, the hardest by far for me so far of all of the bosses before I learned that strategy. So. They're continuing to be very interesting. I enjoyed this wing a lot. Even the normal versions were just fun with stuff like General Dracosoth. Yeah, that guy was really fun. I had a lot of fun with that. The normal mode, because I haven't done the heroic. I still need to go mm-hmm. do that. I'll probably do that either tomorrow or Wednesday before the new wing comes out. Right, yeah. I, I recommend it. They're, they're a lot of fun, this this wing. And um, the class challenges, let's see. Which two did we have this week? It was uh, Priest and Druid. And those yep. were fun as always. They're the just... druid one was really cool, actually. After finishing that one, I kind of went and made like a beast druid deck that uh, focused. It was kind of like the old token druid with the violet mm-hmm. teachers and the power of the wilds, where you could uh, increase your board all of a sudden really early. And then I put in the the new druid card. What's the name? The I, lumber or something? The the volcanic lumber. Volcanic lumber. That's right. And that guy, so the cool thing is you can trade in your tokens and uh, kill a bunch of their board and then yeah. play the Volcanic Lumber for like really, really cheap, like three or four mana. Yeah. Um, so it, that, was, it was pretty cool. That class challenge just kind of made me realize the power of that mechanic, the potential yeah. power of it. When you can do these turns where it's like you train into them and then play like two dragons and a Volcanic Lumber after you just kind of like traded the board away, it's like... Wow. Yeah, that, exactly. Huh. You cannot hold on to the lumber <laughs> until you can sneak him in for really cheap. And the cool thing yeah. is that your opponent's minion also count for the minions that have died that turn. Mm-hmm. So if you trade your board and you kill like three minions from your side and three minions from their side, that's a huge discount on that guy. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think I think it'll be really interesting to see, especially in arena. Yeah, um, I've been doing the kind of the same thing, but with a different style of deck. You've been playing token-ish druid. Um, and I've been playing a druid that runs. I, I can't remember if you were doing this as well, but I run like dragon egg and stuff like that. And it's, yeah, I remember it's kind of an, it's, against it's, that deck. It's, it's it's like a zoo, but for druid. Um, which so is, is dragon egg okay? Dragon egg has actually been really really good. I I like hey. dragon egg a lot because especially in this deck because I have stuff like power of the wild. Um, which has the potential to either be a beast, which triggers my Druid of the Fang, and it also mm-hmm. has the potential to buff an egg, and I'm also running double Nerubian egg and double Dragon egg. So, th- you know, that, that has a lot of in- uh, interesting interactions. And also, Druid of the Flame has been awesome. Uh, you know, just I've been really <laughs> surprised with these Druid cards, which I thought were going to be garbage and just unplayable cards. Yeah. Uh, and I've been really enjoying them in this so, zoo druid deck, which I'm not sure if is viable yet. I haven't been playing it online. Wait a minute. I've been. Are you telling me you haven't been calling it Zooid? I, I, it's <laughs> it's named Zooid. It's it's in my collection as Zooid. Excellent. Okay, because when you said Zoo Druid, I'm like, wait, why the heck did he just say yeah, Zoo but Druid? Why did he I, not I didn't want to say Zooid. Zooid just in case people didn't pick up on it. And then no, you must always confuse people with wordplay, my friend. <laughs> Zooid is one of the joys of life. Yep. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get more into like the the new cards that came out this week in a bit here. But what did? It, how was the Druid of the Flame? That was from a earlier wing, correct? Yeah, last week. So that's been, what have you been liking? Like, is it just the fact that you can get a 2-5 out, like on curve or something? Or Yeah, um, sometimes okay. you even get a 2-5 uh, a out in turn one with Innovate. 
<laughs> which <laughs> is insane. Like against Hunter, they're just like, what? What do I do? And you can usually mm-hmm. get her to live, even if you play her on turn one. You can usually get her to live until turn five, and you drop Drew to the Fang. At least yeah. in my deck, I'm not sure if Andres oh, is running Drew to the Fang. Of course. Um, and and that's just a like the Hunter can't do anything. Uh, I, I'm not sure about any other matchups. Um, I played against Andres' token Druid with this this Zuid deck of mine. But apart from that, I've only versed Hunters with it. And I'm also running Poison Seeds in this deck, which mm, sounds a little bit silly. But if my draw is is particularly bad with, say, something like a Double Nerubian Egg, um, and then I've also got a Poison Seeds in hand, it's crazy. Because, like, you, you get a huge tempo swing because, you know, you blow up those eggs, and then, the you know, you get 4-4s four and 2-2s two from the eggs. So the bummer is when you um, face up against uh, Andres's token druid and all his one ones become two twos. It's like, oh shoot! <laughs> well, <laughs> but yeah, I hadn't realized I was that poison seeds at the time. But uh, I then the Rubian put that in. egg synergy is awesome. I hadn't realized that you know you get the two two and the four four. Oh, that's just true. Never yeah, thought about same that. Same with the other eggs. Uh, oh, but the I agree. Team. I agree with Billy. I think a lot of people underestimated the two five stats and that druid of the flame. Because they look rather unappealing just because it's mm. not very aggressive. But it's yes. also a minion that tends to stick on the board and is hard to remove just outright, especially at yeah. that point in the game because it comes out so early. So yeah. most of the time you can get very favorable traits with that guy. And it also um, does the beast synergy, which might allow you to get that um, Druid of the Fang out. Yeah, I want I guess more it really beast shows... synergy with Druid. Like, any any more beast synergy cards coming out, that would make me so happy because it's been a lot of fun playing with, with that type of deck. I just want to step back for one second. I don't actually think the Poison Seeds would work with the Dragon Egg because that's whenever no, it no, takes no, no, no. damage. It poison no, no, Seeds. No, no. Oh, you're right. You're about that. Yeah, so I just wanted to... It only to, works to, with the Egg. Exactly. Um, but we were talking about the... Um, Oh yeah, the the three five or sorry the two five. It kind of shows you also how you know the potential power of the Blackwing technician. I guess once the rest of the dragons are out, because that'll get you a three five pretty consistently. Yeah, same with that guy. This is just great stats for um, the mana cost and also um, stats that when they first come out are not something your opponent's gonna be able to deal with easily. Like if it came right. out on like the seventh turn, it wouldn't be as impactful. But because no. it comes out so early. Your opponent just doesn't have the resources to deal with it without falling behind. Mm-hmm. Even like Violate Teachers, which come out on four mana, can be really awkward to deal with. Yeah, exactly. So that's a really good point. Um, so I guess we can go ahead and start jumping in here to discuss the cards that came out from uh, Blackrock Spire, unless you guys had any other like stories to share from this last week. No, let's do it. Sounds good. All right. So the first card we got up here is the reward from defeating High Lord Omak. That's a great name. Um, you get the Core Rager, which is a hunter card. It is a four-cost minion. It is four attack and four health, a beast, and it reads, Battle Cry, if your hand is empty, gain plus three, plus three. So I feel this card is going to have a s- similar discussion as we did last time with Quickshot. Yes. As of right now, I think this card is a terrible card. Um, yes. Because it doesn't have, it doesn't work in the current hunter. I think once there's more synergy, maybe we get some discard cards for Hunter, like I talked about last week. Um, mm. Cards like Quickshot and Core Rager will automatically become better, um, which would be an interesting way to take Hunter and definitely more exciting way to take Hunter. Um, like I said, as of right now, it's a it's a bad card. Majority of the time, you're not going to get the effect, and the times you do won't be game-winning. 
And if you want to be running a 4 cost 4 4, which is a beast, you can run Tollstrider, which is better because it's a 4 cost 5 4. Um, yeah, I, I don't see much reason for this card to be in the game as of right now. Like I said, I think that can change very easily with a few new cards being added to Hunter in future expansions. Yeah, I think it's uh, kind of like Druid of the Flame is a card that is intended to take the class in a different direction. Um, either somebody hasn't come up with a creative way to use the card yet, or just just isn't the support for this card that it needs yet. But mm -hmm. I don't like calling cards bad, because cards are only bad relative to what's being played around them. And I feel like, yeah, in the current metagame and the current Hunter decks, this card doesn't fit very well, but I could see this card being very useful in the future, maybe on a Hunter deck that has a little more beast synergy or that maybe empties the hand really quick and then refills it really quick with some mechanics um, it's hard to tell but um, i don't i, I, I think don't know, the, the the beast synergy thing is is not going to work because that already exists in the game and like i said if you're going to be running beast synergy core rager is not the direction to go because beast synergy cards for instance kill command and um hound master are cards that you kind of have in your hand for a long period yep. of time so you're not going to very often get the effect from core rager and at that point toll strider is better i mean what you guys are missing here is that you could create a rager deck which has core ragers and magma ragers in it um, oh, <laughs> and then you get your thematic awesome deck of uh, there you go. Maybe, underappreciated maybe, cards. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a card that isn't <laughs> there for the flavor lovers out there that want to create something like that. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, it <laughs> is an interesting that point seriously. that like beast synergy is often you know cards you keep around and have to have a beast in hand to play so or sorry a beast on the board to play so it's kind of a bummer when you play the core rage and you're like well now i hope i draw a card that synergizes with this because i don't actually have it in my hand yet like yeah. the starving buzzard could have been good with it because you'd play the starving buzzard then the core rage and then you draw off it but like no one's running that anymore um because yeah. then you'd like have a draw mechanic to like your hands empty but then it can get full again and there could be like some push and pull there um, that, that that is true although we also have to look at uh, all the modes in the game right like some cards mm -hmm. also get made because for different uses uh, mm -hmm. maybe they wanted a hunter card that was a beast that was common enough for you to get or is it an uncommon uh a rare it I mean? is a rare yes uh, in arena yeah you might be able to get yeah. an arena as another option for beasts um there's different implications right. of having a card like that in the game for sure also well, a deck that might again, not run kill Cole command strider is a common and that gets run uh, that's that's a beast so like yeah i don't know it just doesn't here's make my sense i totally if, if that's the reasoning i'm with you andres against throwing cards under the bus you know as people have talked about as we just talked about people misevaluate like every hearthstone card and then people find a use for it so like it just doesn't lead to innovative thinking if you know you just say this card's bad. There's never going to be a use for it. Yeah, and they I, never I, look back I, at I, it. I, I, that's the opposite of what I'm saying, though. I'm I know. I'm not. I'm not saying right you're now, saying this that, card is isn't good. Um, and once maybe there's a different type of hunter, right. um, that it will be good. But as of right. right now, if you're using it for beast synergy, I think you're doing it wrong because Tollstrider does it better. Yes, that that I agree with. Like for that specific use case, it's probably not very good. One of my theories about this card is that Blizzard, you know, heard all these complaints about Face Hunter, and so they decided to institute a nerf by creating a card that hunters would try to use and thus lose more. 
Um, <laughs> and you know they're just basically trying to bait the hunters out until just they oh, kinda... hold on let me get my tinfoil hat out it's somewhere around here <laughs> exactly that's what's going on here is they're just purposefully making cards to trick hunters and uh i'm all for that it's um, interesting Let's but it might also be a card that might be better in the future yeah. kind of like in the vein of battle rage that that card yep. was unplayable until Pretty much this expansion, sure. and we're just starting to see like the beast druid stuff. Battle rage still apply. True, every once in a while, one yeah. person would run math warrior and put battle rage in. Well, okay, the better the the pirate, the blood seal corsair or whatever. No one was playing that. Yeah, except, like, or that is a good well, example too. Cards that are considered generally bad, was... but it might become really good with cards that get introduced in the future. There were like rogue decks that ran it for a while, and there was um, that super face hunter, that, uh, sorry, f- super face um, okay. warrior that, uh, who made that? Might have been Raynad, um, that ran that. And it, These are, yeah. yes, that is a fair point, but this is an argument of semantics, because we are basically all in agreement on the core point that cards can become, ooh, cor- oh my gosh, that's such a good pun. A core point nice. that <laughs> all future cards. <laughs> Our cards could all become better in the future, depending on where the game goes. Absolutely. So we keep I, choosing examples I, I that have been used in the that, past. I honestly think that <laughs> Blizzard is going to take Hunter in a direction that is far different from what we're used to. I think mm-hmm. that it's still going to be aggro, which is fine, because I think they're going to make it... An aggro class isn't a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, the only issue with Hunter right now is it's aggro and it can pull 10 damage out of nowhere, where I think if they make more yeah. cards like Core um, they're just going to create onboard threats that you have a way of dealing mm-hmm. with before it, ha- uh, like as it happens, rather than what, 10 uh, damage what about, uh, what about a deck, a Hunter deck, whose purpose is to empty its hand really fast? Yeah, that's that's the type of thing I'm talking about. Like that's, a top, like a top deck. But there, there thing, needs right? to be Where more cards in the game for that. I understand that type of archetype. Uh, what we're what we're talking about here, um, but like I said, I think there needs to be more cards for that. I think that's the exact direction. What you're thinking of right now, Andreas, is exactly where Hunter is going to go. But they they need more. You know, they couldn't do it with two cards. Yeah, that's true. They mm-hmm. need a little more. But uh, I think that would be an interesting kind of deck, right? Because you also have mechanics like Call Pit which in a hunter deck where you're trying to top deck every turn might be actually pretty good, especially if most of the cards that you have in the deck are beasts. Yep. Yeah, something like uh, that but work. I think that needs to be like a maybe a one-cost or... Uh, one-cost seems a little bit too strong. Maybe like a three-cost card that's undervalued for its stats and like discards a card or something, or overvalued yeah, for its yeah. stats. And then um, also have uh, Quick Shot, which is a great top deck. You know, if you top deck it, you basically yeah, cycle it but, and do damage. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I think Magic maybe had a similar problem early on with red uh, in that, you know, these burn decks and stuff. If you look at old red cards, they were ridiculously powerful. Like, you get so much damage for low cost. I think aggro is one of just as part of gaming. I mean, you look at Zerg Rush and StarCraft. Like, it's the thing that when it's unbalanced, it is most noticeable because it wins games. It wins games fast, and people feel like they don't even have time to react to them. And even minute changes make a ton of difference in them because they're dealing with the low numbers of the early game. They're dealing with the the first few turns uh, that really, you know, swing the game one way or the other. So I just think that, that you know, as Hearthstone is becoming more a bigger game and having to balance itself, I think the first place you're going to see its big cracks is in its aggro decks, which is Hunter. Yeah. So Of course. Even in uh, shooters, uh, at least as far as I'm aware, uh, one of the mm-hmm. coolest strategies, at least against 
uh, in like a in a public lobby. And Call of Duty was always to rush their side of the spawn uh, on domination mm-hmm. rather than getting your own flag first. Um, right. Which which is kind of an interesting. Uh, and you know, that, I that's really just like what aggro. Aggro I like is aggro. an interesting way to play the game, and I, I don't, don't think like it the, needs to be gone. I just think right. I don't changed. love to play it, but I think it it does an amazing job of keeping other decks in check and balance and revealing what the weakness of your deck might be and just showing that like yeah there's always going to be a deck faster than yours you need to make sure you have a mechanic to keep that in check um Mm -hmm. and that's a really important part of strategy in general i would not want to live in a world where aggro decks were no more that would be a sad world and a world (laughs) where games would take 45 minutes (laughs) i think zoo was a better Yes, I totally better agree version of, of, of aggro. Like, um, not necessarily better as in it's more effective, but better as in it was ba- it was the perfect balance of it, in my opinion. It was annoying to verse, but it wasn't outrageous. You know, five I also damage Blizzard's... from Doom yeah, wasn't a big deal. Where where, like I said, ten damage from Kill Command is 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 frustrating. Uh, that's that's beyond frustrating. I think that's not balanced. Um, right, so, exactly. Yeah. Like I think a uh, Blizzard also matches. Zulok matches more of their hope where they say, you know, they want their games to be about yeah. minion trading and the state of the board and that sort of thing. And Zulok was very much that. Like, it was aggro, but it was, you were constantly, you know, evaluating the board and your opponent had so many chances to react to what you were doing. Yeah, well, so. that, yeah. that was I also more of a board control something. kind of thing. Yeah. Blizzard has done a very impressive job of not inventing good one-drops since then <laughs> um, because they understand that if Zoo has another, like, an access to another really strong one drop um that it, it would kind of get thrown out of whack i mean this any is low a drop total card, like... they have been trying look, look at every low cost card now uh everything below three um everything has been kind of mediocre i think the only one drop that came out was for priests pretty much this expansion yeah they're, they're, but they but that's what i'm saying like I, yeah I that's actually they're, really they're... interesting like every low cost card is a class card yeah um it's it's good that they're doing that. It, they're, mm-hmm. they're keeping Zoo in check, and I'm glad that they're doing that. But and I, I feel like Imking Boss is a good addition to Zoo that doesn't let it overwhelm in the early game. Exactly. Like it's not something you can tap into on 3 and, and like gain control of board, or it's not something <laughs> you can coin out next to a Voidwalker, or you can yeah. do anything like that. So Exactly. Uh, That's a really good a point. Good job at, at, at keeping that in track. Indeed. And to be Speaking fair, of- that's, that, that good point thing, this is all a point that came from Reyna. Uh, Reyna oh, really? is the one that brought this up, and I think that considering he was one of the first people to um, really bring Zoo to life, I, I respect his opinion on, yeah. on that. Reyna has a lot of good points. I've He also yeah. came up with that theory. I think we might have floated on another episode about how aggro is very popular near the beginning of an expansion because decks are less tweaked and thus less able to deal with it. Like He has a lot of interesting thoughts on card design in general, so... Cool guy. All right. So speaking of cool guys, we have the Dragon Consort, um, <laughs> which is the reward from General Drakasoth. Um, this is a five cost paladin minion. It is five attack and five health and is a dragon type. It reads, Battle Cry, the next dragon you play costs two less. So this is basically what created Dragonin, um, this little guy. And he's in a very interesting spot right now where I feel like evaluating him is a bit of a waste of time because he relies so much on what's coming next week. I don't think so. You don't um, think? I think Dragon Consort is an amazing card. I don't think it's overpowered or anything like that. I do wish that, not necessarily for balancing issues, but I do wish from an aesthetic point he was a legendary. 
because, and I brought this up to Andres when I was playing against him, uh, whenever I play the um, Dragon Consort, it feels underwhelming because there's no, like, huge, you know, when you play a Legendary, there's, like, some sound built up and there's a sick animation and, and all types of stuff is happening. Uh, but with Dragon Consort, you hear, like, it, it sounds like you're playing an Azure Drake and it feels underwhelming. But that's just a really mm. small aesthetic um, opinion that I have. So, right. I think yeah, the actual card itself it. is really good. For people that maybe haven't grasped the full um, point of view on Dragon Consort, um, if you play it, you can later on draw the the dragon, and then that will be too less still. It's, it's not like a... Yeah, it's universal. It's when you next yeah. play it. It's not like it, it reduces the cost in your hand. So, yeah, it's really interesting. It lets you get, like, interesting value plays. Like, you can play this and a twilight uh or an azure drake on turn like eight so you can get some interesting plays out like that obviously it opens up a lot of the high cost dragons to be played earlier so like in a mid to control kind of paladin it just opens up tons of options with how to play your dragons for instance Um, next week you'll be able to play dragon console on turn five and then on turn six you'll be able to play chromagus Exactly, Chromagus. Um, and then what is it hungry dragon is that already out i totally lost no no no, it's coming out this week. week Gotcha. Yeah, Wait, then there's the other dragon that costs less based on how many minions have died. Right? This week as well, out? I think. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. That that dragon no. that that costs less for each other minion dying is. Uh, is that the last week? The, yeah, that's the last week. Oh, okay. okay. So that's out there already. All right. So this can be played more than I thought it could so far. I mean, you could currently play this pretty well. Um, I'm trying to. Oh, the week after that. Never mind. Never mind. I forgot we had. Do we have two weeks left now? I've just yep, got two weeks. We have two oh, more. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is the third. I just got messed up by this website's layout. Okay, then yes, this thing's a little tough to play now, but there's enough out for it that, you know, Dragon is being run. It seems pretty good. I'm still getting used to it, but it seems yeah, like a neat card I so think far. like the core of the deck is already there. Maybe a Hungry Dragon is still mm-hmm. missing f- to fill in the fourth slot, although they're right. running the Shredders for uh, in the deck yeah, for now. Yeah, that, that will get replaced with. with yeah, mm-hmm. I'll probably get replaced with the. Uh, the Hunger Dragon, and then yep. you know some of the big legendaries like Hermagus, because right now yep. really the only dragon worth running in it is Ysera. Um Maybe an Alexstrasza, but not really. Uh, aside mm-hmm. from that, the other Brian dragons are not very good for this deck. Brian Kibler's deck's running Ren Blackhand, and I know as soon as Chromagus is com- comes out, I'm getting rid of Ren Blackhand, putting me in Chromagus. Chromagus, <laughs> I am very excited. Ren for. might be still interesting in that metagame, depending yeah, on how the metagame shifts. If you're seeing a lot of like Sue and Face Hunter, it's gonna be very, very bad, and you should definitely take it out. But if you're running to a lot of control, like um, Control Warrior or Priest or that sort of thing, Ren might be actually pretty good. Yeah, you're right. Speaking Chromagus of Zoo, the next card we have up is actually from defeating Ren Blackhand. It is a Dragon Egg. Uh, actually, is this being run in Zoo? Yes. Awesome. So my segue worked. Cool. All right. It is a one-cost <laughs> card. It is a minion. It is rare. Rarity. I don't know if I said the rarity on the last one, but in case I didn't, that one is also rare. Um, this is zero attack, two health, and it reads, whenever this minion takes damage, summon a 2-1 whelp. Seems pretty cool, but I don't know. I actually wasn't sold on it when I first saw it. Apparently, it's been working okay for you guys. I I've only run it in my own version of the patron warrior. I made like mm-hmm. an egg patron warrior where it run the dragon eggs, the Nerubian eggs, and like Taskmaster because mm-hmm. Taskmastering a dragon egg is actually really really nice. Um, 
So I've only tried it in there, although I ended up taking them out just because you have so many like whirlwind effects that sometimes your drag exactly. don't do much for you. But even so, most of the times where I would play the egg, I would end up getting at least one or two dragon whelps out, and it would put a wrench on my opponent's turn. It would gain me some tempo just because it comes out so early that there's not that many ways of dealing with all these little guys popping out plus the things that you're playing. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I can Gilly, definitely see it in Zoo, especially because you can buff it in both health and attack. So I haven't yeah. been playing it in Zoo, but I've been playing it in the Zoo Druid I made, and that's Zoo been working it? out really well. Um, yeah, Zooid. <laughs> uh, it has some really interesting interactions. For instance, like if you um, play Dragon Egg on one, and then on two you innovate uh like a knife juggler and then like power of the wild use your dragon egg because obviously the dragon egg gets a buff from that and then you like use your dragon egg into something like knife juggler gets some synergy with the dragon egg so i don't mm. know it's 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 a cool card i really like the card i don't think it's necessary i don't think it's going to stick around in zoo i think it's going to fizzle out um mm -hmm. but I, I think it's a really cool card and i'm glad to see cards like this in the game yeah, I mean, it's a one-drop with the potential to get you at, like, four four of stats out of it. No, four two. Because What? Four two, There's yeah. Uh, it has... Four, no, 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 because it has two health originally. Oh, oh you're right. A, what do you, wait, wait. Oh, yes, yes, you're If right, you sorry. count the health of the egg, then yeah, yeah, it's a four four. Exactly. So that's that's interesting for a one-drop. I mean, it's, it's skill enough against stuff like Flame Imp, but you probably could have room for, like, both of them, and it doesn't hurt you, so, you know, there's some benefit there. Yeah. Um... I think it'd be interesting to see what happens with that one. I just, like you said, Andres, early on, people were like, go in the patron deck. And I'm like, hmm, you're killing your own things a lot in yeah. that case. That's, Although, generally, um, you, would, you would trade them up before, you know, right. doing a big AoE or stuff like that. Or just attack with them and then pull out, like, mm -hmm. your... Um, I think looking at, as a, looking at it as a 4-4 is an interesting way to look at it. Because if a 4-4 was printed for one, that'd be OP. <laughs> yeah. So... They just it's, partition it's interesting. it. If you, can, if you can trigger it that way and have it be a 4-4 every time, it's really, 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 really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just tough. Like uh, I think like an arena with mage or something could be kind of cool. Um, if you don't have a turn two play, you know, just ping this. You got some. Yeah, up there, yeah so. absolutely. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Speaking of things, it'll be interesting to see. These are getting horrible. <laughs> um, we have the, the, uh, the class challenge for Priest, the Twilight Whelp. It is a one-cost minion, it is a dragon type, it is common rarity, it has two attack and one health, and reads, battle cry, if you're holding a dragon, gain plus two health. This guy has not been receiving that much attention, mainly no. because the bulk of the dragons that the priest might want to use have not come out, but mm. I can definitely see a dragon priest coming out, because basically, it, it'll be like... Um, a board control-y type of Dragon Priest where your minions become really big and really hard to kill and they trade efficiently with everything else and you can keep healing them. I can see like Zombie Chow and then this little dragon. So you basically have four Chows in this deck. Mm -hmm. And then you also run like Hunger Dragon and you run that other dragon that's coming out, the 3-5, I cannot remember, or 3-4. Or Drag Dragonic Sorcerer. Yes, that every time that you play a spell on him, he gains plus one, plus one. Yeah, and, Priest is good for that. Yeah, and on, on Priest, you got uh, Shadow Word uh, or a Power Over Shield. You got the Light of the Naru. You got um, 
Velen's Chosen. Yes. A lot of like really good buffs that you can throw on your minions. What about a light? Oh, you said lighter than armor, right? Never mind. Yeah. I was just trying to think of healing and you got the one that you would play. So yeah. Yeah. So I think, really point. I think it's very viable and I think it's going to be a strong deck and another mm-hmm. one of the classes that can really take advantage of uh, some of the dragons. I really wish that this is kind of a tangent, but that paladins like little buff cards were kind of cantrips like priests and that they did a slightly less but also drew you cards so stuff like blessing of might and blessing of uh and the uh the divine shield and stuff would get played because that's a cool mechanic for a paladin but it's just it's never worth using up a card for such like small amounts of abilities um yeah. that i think would be pretty neat if those were rebalanced yeah yeah I, I agree paladins i don't know paladins have been in a weird place i feel like they started with one intention for paladin and then as time mm-hmm. goes on they've drift they drifted into other directions yeah uh, hopefully in the future fine. some of those low cards maybe can get revisited not by changing them but by adding mm-hmm. more cards that might be able to take advantage of them yeah i mean they just added one so you know you throw a divine shield on that dragon you mentioned and he gets plus one plus one so i mean yeah some that, more value that's out true. Of it. yeah that's uh, true so that's, but yeah i agree Everyone's, twilight seems interesting i think the twilight whelp um you were talking about running twilight whelp twilight whelp and zombie chow zombie chow um yeah that seems a little bit silly. Uh, that's a lot of cards for to do one purpose. Um, normally, even if you are playing Zombie Chow, you only kind of need one. You never really need both. So running four in one deck sounds a little bit crazy to me. So I don't know. I would be interested. Yeah, to see you're that right. That out. might be too much. I mean, depending how you build a deck, right? If you want to have like a very solid early game where you're yeah. always going to get it and you want to make it very... Uh, aggro defensive, it might be good, but you're right. If maybe you're running into um, more controlly and bigger decks that play more towards the late game, that might be too much. You might mm-hmm. be able to take out the two chows and just let your dragons fill out that role. I mean, it's also just nice having a chow that um, doesn't heal the opponent, gives you a little more options. And priest, I don't think that's hurting you that much typically anyway, but you know, it's a nice little boon and you're probably going to have a dragon in your hand. So plus it activates other dragon, potential dragon synergy. Yeah, so. I think there's going to be plenty of dragons to where this guy almost always is a two, three, because let's say, do you have hungry yeah. dragon? You have Azure Drakes, you have mm-hmm. uh, the other dragon, the sorcerer. What do you name? What do you say his name was? Dragonkin Sorcerer. Dragon King yeah. Sorcerer. You got that guy. And then on Priest, you can probably get away with running Chromagus and then Ysera, stuff, big stuff like that. Yep. Best of all, you can play Dragon Consort and get one mana back when you play the Twilight Whelp. So. Well, you can't run it on. Oh, Priest, you're right. right. You can't. Sorry. Well, you can, you can steal, it. steal the there Dragon Consort, play it, and then gain one mana when you there play you Twilight Whelp. If you don't draw so. a dragon, just thought steal the dragons your opponent has. <laughs> That's a really good point. All right. <laughs> speaking of good points we're gonna move on to the next class challenge card the uh volcanic lumberer this is a nine mana minion it is seven attack and eight health and is a rare rarity it is a druid card and it reads taunt costs one less for each minion that died this turn i personally have been very very pleasantly surprised with this card i just Um, love the art of this card he looks so dang jazz that he's on fire he's like (laughs) yeah it's pretty metal. I'm brewing them like a knife. Uh, I think that, <laughs> it's like it's an I think that this fire. card is good. I don't think it's really good. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's average. Um, I, I think, think it's, it's great in Arena. 
Yeah, I think well, it's very yeah, well balanced yeah. actually, because the effect is very powerful, right? If you can, mm. uh, you can get a huge discount on this card depending on your type of deck and your board presence. But right. I think it's appropriately costed to where you could have a huge swing turn after you do some trades and you can use some spells like your swipe and then trade off your board and then play, that play card this guy for five. I've been playing it, it actually, for five most games. In yeah. that respect, it reminds me a little bit of Earth Elemental, except it's. Instead of, you know, giving you a big disadvantage, it's requiring you to do something before you play it. Yeah. But it's like, you know, that potential low-cost taunt. Um, it definitely requires a certain type of deck to make it work, though. Your deck needs to be able to put a lot of minions on the board constantly and have a board most of the time. Zooid, mm-hmm. boys. Zooid. Zooid. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, like in traditional Druid, I don't think this is going to make it in just because, you know, it's like play a taunt, play a taunt, like Ramp Druid. Yeah, like tough. Ramp Druid or Fast Druid is definitely yeah. not going to play this guy. Yeah. I but didn't mention I like this it. before because I knew we were going to talk about Volcanic Lumbra, but the reason Poison Seeds is in that Zooid deck is you can Poison Seeds and then Volcanic oh, Lumbra. Yes, it's oh, so cool. That's very cool. You are totally right about that. That is so rad. Just everything's dead. All right. Um, swipe. Swipe is also really strong against uh, with it. Like you can swipe a paladin and kill his board, and then play this guy in the same turn. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the rough thing is, you know, it's you're paying. You, it's you end up rare paying to get mana. more than four minions with a swipe, and then you yeah. know you're just refunding your swipe. But if it's turn nine, you want a free swipe. Cool. I just don't think they'll necessarily get him out early without additional trades. You're right, yeah. but um, if you're only counting your opponent's board then it might be hard, but your you could trade count. into it. You're right. Yeah. You could like yeah, swipe you're to weaken swiping, his board. You're implying that you're, in, you're, you're swiping the board. You might get one extra minion with, with, with trading whatever's left well, over. The um, other potential is you could like swipe to weaken up the board to, to open up for more trades and then play okay. this guy, which yeah, I think it's interesting. Druid's in a good spot to use this guy, I think between poison seeds and some but of the You guys cards. are right. This guy is not incredibly overpowered. I don't think we're going to see mm-hmm. a ton of decks that are revolving around this guy, but I think he is appropriately costed to where somebody who is creative and who is good uh, can make a great use out of him and make a cool deck with it. Totally. Speaking of creatively, or sorry, speaking of incredibly overpowered, we come to our final card, Rind Blackhand, <laughs> a legendary, a seven cost minion, no particular class. He is eight attack, Four health and reads battle cry. If you're holding a dragon, destroy a legendary minion. So potentially, Rind Blackhand could come onto the board and kill Rind Blackhand. Yes, I see Rind Blackhand as another Black Knight or another Harrison Jones. Um, it's just oh, a it's <laughs> it's just a tool. Uh, it's very meta reliant and it's very dependent on what is being played. It's not a card that automatically goes into any deck, but it's a card that people might take in to answer certain decks, especially um, dragon decks that might start running Ysera very commonly or Kromagus, stuff like that, that evades Big Game Hunter. If the meta becomes every deck starts running super high-cost legendary dragons, then he would be pretty good in that world because you'd be running them and the opponent would be running them. Yeah, and and don't be fooled by the 8-4 stats. The 8-4 stats, sure, are something that might be relatively easy to deal with but mm-hmm. it's also a card that usually comes out as a swing card where it swings violently the game in your favor especially if your opponent just invested all of his resources into a big legendary and you can kill it outright with a red black hand then your opponent is suddenly in the position where they have to remove this guy instantly yeah. and maybe use uh, resources a, a point- on it right away a point I want to bring up about uh, Ren Blackhand is 
you need to remember when you're playing this card, majority of classes besides mage need three to four mana uh, to deal with this thing. Exactly. Um, after you've played it. So you're kind of putting your opponent, even if he has an answer for it, you're usually putting him three or four mana behind what he would actually like to do that turn. With in so, addition to destroying a legendary. Beast. Exactly. Yeah, in addition to destroying a legendary. So it's very swinging, like Andres pointed out. Yeah. Most of the time, it ends up um, giving you initiative, and because your opponent needs to spend resources on getting him out of the way, then you tend to keep the initiative. That's why mm-hmm. I think he's really strong. But then just because he only kills legendaries is not a card that you will see run in every deck. Also, right. it's a card that will never get run in really fast aggro decks and can only be run in dragon decks, obviously. Yeah. What would you guys think of this card if it was just changed to... It was three mana, four two, and red battle cry, destroy a minion with seven attack or more. I think that would be OP. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you actually made I, I really agree with the points you made, Andres. I've played literally no games with this card, I believe. So I've also never had this card played against me. So it's it's basically just like the pre-release stuff, right? It's completely up in the air in terms of like where this guy could go. Yeah. But Billy, you've played a little bit with him, correct? Yeah, he's in my Dragoon deck, uh, or Dragadin. Okay. Yes, any luck there so far? His Have animation's cool. There we that. go. <laughs> what is his animation? Uh, he like it looks like a, a uh, what's the rogue card that outright kills you? The oh, assassinate? Yeah. Assass- the assassinate. No, but I meant the animation like of a, him actually like a, coming uh, into the board. Not him killing something, but him going into the board looks really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's got a, like kind of a fiery effect. Kind of like gotcha. a small Ragnaros. Um, nice. If you're looking at the animation, he could kill Ragnaros he as could. he hits the board. He's it. a really fun yeah. card. I, I'm, I've killed yeah. one thing with him, so not very <laughs> successful. Um, uh, that that could obviously be to a lack of running piloted shredders instead of hungry dragons. And yeah, stuff like one. That. And I can also see Ren being more of a tournament card where you right. yeah. put into a deck that is meant to deal specifically with certain decks. Yeah. I think the point you made about uh, him being similar to Black Knight and Harrison Jones was was on point. Uh, I, I, if anybody has like gold saved up or anything and, and you're not sure whether you want to buy this wing, first of all, don't buy this wing for this card. Buy this <laughs> wing um, because you need access to the next few wings. Uh, this card is not going to be a card you specifically need uh, at all. Do you have to buy them in order? I've never uh, tried, yes. tried it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like you're getting closer to him. Like you had to beat it in order, I think, oh, just I for see. how the story progresses. Yeah, Speaking yeah. of which, we didn't talk about that yet, but I was kind of disappointed with the story at the beginning of this just because like he was a much less interesting villain than Kel'Thuzad was, uh, Nefarian. He was just kind of like, go, kill Ragnaros. But then when he's like, wait, why are you attacking me? You're like, on the wrong side start- of the mountain. <laughs> yeah, that started cracking me up. Like how he was just like, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? Like, yeah, you totally I really thought like that you were too. on the side. Go and play then, uh, some rank mode. This adventure is not meant for you. Right, the back button <laughs> is right over there. It's like I love <laughs> yeah. the fourth wall break. It got really good writing again, which I was And then on the, on the little text, it would be like, don't trust him. He's actually a really bad dude or something like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's really ill. Go go kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, these adventures are so much yeah, fun. Yeah, I love I the sense of humor in Team 5. They, they yeah. do a good job of that. Definitely. I'm excited uh, to speak, fight that yep. guy. Uh, Nefarian? Yeah. Yeah. I really look forward to seeing what the Nefarian fight is like. Not so much looking forward to beating him on Heroic, but ooh, it's going to be It's going to be fun. 
<laughs> There's the way to go about it, Billy. I bet it is. Um, speaking about fun, I think it's about time to end this podcast. That's not fun. No, yeah, I mean the podcast fun. was fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So speaking about ending the fun. That's what you Speaking say. about yeah, ending you, the podcast, were, it's time were, to end the podcast. You are ruining the fun, Brian. <laughs> I know. I never bring the fun. I don't like fun. I am anti-fun. You're like the fun Grinch. Exactly. I'm the Grinch of fun. I will tell my now, Billy, I use puns all the time. I obviously hate fun. Absolutely. Uh, indeed. So, uh, yeah, social media stuff. Am I right? You can find us on Twitter at Hearthaholics. You can find us on YouTube by searching Hearthaholics a Hearthstone podcast. Same with Facebook. Just search Hearthaholics, a Hearthstone podcast. You can find us on Whales Are Whales at whalesarewhales.com slash Hearthaholics. That is the podcast network and internet media network where we are able to host our shows currently. Um, we also, if you want to just hang out with us and talk, play Hearthstone, etc., I run a game night for the Angry Chicken every Tuesday at 8 p.m. CST. So we basically just meet in a Google Hangout and play games, or rather Hearthstone and sometimes Heroes, has all been the only game so far, uh, chat, etc., etc. I highly recommend you head over there. You can find all the details on the Angry Chicken subreddit. Uh, as for us personally on Twitter, you can find me at Lord Meldor, that is L-O-R-D-M-E-L-D-O-R-R, and I do a lot of different podcasts and such for Whales or Whales, a video game music podcast, a podcast about storytelling and literature, etc. You can find the details for all of those on whalesorwhales.com. Andres, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter under iPlayGames, you spell that I-P-L-A-I Games, and you can also find me on my own website where I have all my music on display, including the uh, intro music for this podcast at massivemusic.com or SoundCloud slash Massive. And that's spelled M-A-S-S-E-V-E. Awesome. Billy. My Twitter handle is at bbrawly. Uh, I mainly tweet about Hotstone. Occasionally I'll tweet about RuneScape because I'm officially a RuneScape nerd again. <laughs> um, Your avatar and, on Skype right now is like a little RuneScape imp, it looks like, with the yeah, top hat and the monocle. He's, he's That's exactly what that is. Yeah. I got him <laughs> from some random role thing. Anyhow. I must say it's very impressive. Oh, nice. It's impressive. Yes. Like yes. It. yes. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm mainly there. I, I'm, I'm on Twitter almost every day, and I'll be uploading videos to the Hearthaholics channel very soon. Oh, I can't so, wait to see those, man. Hope to do some of those with you soon. Yeah. It's very it's exciting be a stuff. a lot of fun. Get Absolutely. Excited, everyone. Uh, yeah, our intro music, as Andres said, is Let the Hunt Begin by Massive, which is Andres' company. Definitely check him out. He makes awesome music, and I'm really excited to see what he's going to be making going forward. Um, you can find us also now on iTunes. I forgot to mention this last show, but we are on iTunes now, so just look up Hearthaholics of Hearthstone Podcast. If you like what you hear here... <laughs> like that uh you can leave us five star reviews or one star reviews based on the quality of you know our show we prefer five star but hey uh rate with your heart and just let us know what you think be honest be honest exactly let us know what you think but be kind (laughs) be kind (laughs) exactly uh we're also on spotify for people who don't use itunes so again just search for hearth hearthaholics a hearthstone podcast and you'll find us there uh, and that does everything for our plugs. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Andres. Thank you, Brian, for having Thank me you. over here. Always a pressure. Oh, yeah. It's it's great. And Billy, you're also great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for allowing, giving us this platform 
to express our opinions about Hearthstone. Hey, it's my pleasure, man. Speaking of which, you can now sign us out, Billy, with our flavor text of the week. Okay. All right. This is the de- this is the reason that demons never really become friends with warlocks. Let's go.